Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me again on the Divorce Collective podcast. My name is Danielle Young. I'm the Senior Associate here at Collective Family Law Group. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about contravention. What is it and how do you apply? So firstly, I guess it's a good starting point um, to explain what a contravention is. Simply, when a person is not complying with an order of the court, they are breaching the orders or they're known to be contravening the orders. The court expects that all parties will comply with the orders of the court. If an order of the court is breached, then the court takes those matters very seriously. The new pathways set out in the Family Court or sorry, Federal Circuit Family Court of Australia, still a mouthful, means that contraventions will be dealt with swiftly and cost-effectively through the National Contravention List. This National Contravention List has been in place hearing all the contravention applications since about September 2021. There can be serious consequences for not complying with a court order. My advice at the onset is that if you have reason to believe that you will not be able to comply with an order of the court, you need to get immediate legal advice about the avenues that are available to you. Don't just take it upon yourself to just simply not comply with an order. It could be disastrous for you. One of the consequences that face parties who don't comply with orders is that if they've contravened a court order without a reasonable excuse, then they may be subject to cost consequences or other penalties. Not only is a non-complying party at risk of serious scrutiny and consequences by the court, but lawyers can also be given personal cost orders if they defend an application for contravention and that defence is determined to be frivolous or without merit. So this means that lawyers also take contravening orders very seriously. There has to be a valid reason and a reasonable excuse in the eyes of the law for a court order to be breached. The threshold is high and rightfully so. So if a party is contravening the orders, then you can make an application to the court to have that contravention dealt with. The application is called a contravention application. Contravention applications are a little like criminal matters, which means that the person who brings the application must be very meticulous and set out very succinctly the alleged contravention of the orders. If you are the party bringing the contravention application, then you are the one that bears all the responsibility of convincing the court that the respondent not only knew about their obligations under the orders, but they have contravened those orders without a reasonable excuse. The application is made by emailing the uh, the contravention application to uh, the contravention national list by email. There must be an affidavit filed outlining the facts alleged and the breaches alleged And a copy of the order that's said to have been breached also has to be filed with that application. Where required, a Section 60I certificate might also be required to be filed. The affidavit has to be drafted meticulously, like I've already said. It must set out the details of the acts alleged that the respondent has said to have breached the orders. 
evidence that the respondent was aware of the orders, like they were at the hearing when orders were made, um, or the orders were made by consent, so they knew of those orders and those obligations, for example. And if the contravention is a contravention of a parenting order, details must be included if a court has previously found the respondent to have contravened those orders without a reasonable excuse. Once the application is filed, the contravention registrar will consider it within 14 days of lodgement. If the application is deficient or doesn't comply with the very strict rules of the court, then the registrar might decline to accept the application for filing and a new application needs to be lodged. The respondent needs to be notified about the application and they need to be provided with a copy of the application and the affidavit once it's accepted and approved. What next? The contravention list is operated nationally and conducted electronically. That means you might get a registrar from any registry, not just your own hometown. Once the application is accepted, the first court date will be given within about 14 days of the application being filed. When the matter comes before the contravention registrar, they can do any of these following things. They can ask the respondent to identify whether or not they concede or whether or not they admit the contravention has occurred or whether they assert they had a reasonable excuse for the contravention. They can ask if the respondent intends to defend the application on the grounds that they had a reasonable excuse. Um, then an order will be made for the respondent to file and serve an affidavit setting out the evidence they want to put forward to set out the grounds for them contravening the order. Um, it can Well, the registrar can advise the parties of the costs and the penalties and the sanctions that might be imposed if the matter proceeds, including personal cost orders. The registrar uh, will want to identify what outcome is sought What is hoped to be achieved by the filing of an application, including if they're seeking orders to be varied or if they just wish the court to impose a penalty on the respondent for non-compliance? The registrar, if it's a parenting matter, might want to consider whether it's appropriate to refer the matter to a court child expert or a child impact report. They'll want to identify if there's ongoing proceedings and whether the issue can be addressed in those substantive proceedings rather than the contravention list. And they'll explore whether a resolution is possible uh, without the need of a trial. If a final hearing or a trial is determined necessary and there are other proceedings on foot, then those those other proceedings are listed for a final hearing within 12 weeks of the contravention application being ready, then the contravention will put, well, the, the contravention registrar will put the contravention application before your same docketed judge for your other proceedings. If there are no ongoing proceedings, then the contravention application will be listed before a senior judicial registrar or a judge, and it will be given priority at the contravention registrar's discretion having regard to the circumstances of the case. It is noteworthy to point out that when an application comes before a contravention registrar, The respondent has the right not to participate or make any submissions in relation to the application. That is because, as I stated before, the onus is on the applicant to prove the contravention and prove that the other person was aware of their obligations. Always get strong legal advice before you decide to contravene an order of the court. If you assert someone else is contravening the orders, then please also go get strong legal advice. It works both ways. Filing a contravention is not a decision that should be made lightly or without careful consideration. 
if you don't succeed at the application, the court can and often will make an order that you, the applicant, pays the respondent's costs if the court dismisses the contravention or if the court accepts that the respondent had reasonable excuse for contravening the order. So that's a little bit about contravention applications um, and how they're filed. I'm going to stop it there. Um, come back and join me at another time where I'll go through um, other things like what is a reasonable excuse when contravening court orders and some of the consequence penalties and sanctions that can occur for contravening um, or, or, or failing in your contravention application. I hope that was um, a little snippet of helpful information for you. Um, the take-home take for that is comply with court orders if you feel you can't get legal advice in relation to your options available. Simply do not contravene court orders. Um, there are, of course, exceptions to that when we've got risk for children and, uh, um, and violence and those sorts of matters. But again, those sorts of matters doesn't prevent you from getting sound legal advice and qualified legal advice about the options available to you if you can't comply with the orders that have been made. All right. Thanks for joining me. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.